Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10x points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. In recent weeks, we've really focused on some ways that listeners can boost their income. Uh, So whether that's through starting your own side business and growing your network like Hala talked about, or when we talked with local realtor Alan about diving into investing in real estate, well... What better way to test the waters? While you are away, your home could also earn extra income. That's right. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you're traveling, because that's all you need to become an Airbnb host. It's a lot easier than you think, and you don't need to Airbnb your entire house. You could just host your extra spare room. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides in seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're really choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I am Matt. And today we're discussing pay bumps, cheapo bikes, and the best times to travel. All right, buddy, this is our Friday flight where every Friday we sit down and we discuss some of the different headlines we came across this week. We have a bunch of different headlines lined up for you, our listener. And we call them the Friday flight, by the way, not because we like to talk about travel like we are going to during this episode, but because when you go to a brewery, you can get a flight of beers. You get a little sampling of all the different beers that they might have. And that's what we're doing with these stories. We're bringing you a sampling of the news and how it pertains to your personal finances. That's right. And one thing in the news that I just wanted to get to right off the bat before we even really jump into all those stories and although this is a new story Netflix is bumping their prices <laughs> and so for uh, somewhere between $1 and $2 depending mm. on the subscription level you're at yep yeah is this going to cause you to uh, cancel your Netflix subscription well I think I, I told you and everybody else I think over a year ago I canceled my Netflix subscription although I do 
share with my parents. Uh, <laughs> so we kind of swap. They're logged into our Disney Plus. I'm logged into their Netflix. And I guess... Like, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. Right. Yeah, that brings up the question. It seems like those streaming services don't have a problem with, with that, but uh, with sharing a subscription with a family That's member. That's why they require a certain number of screen. You know, there's limits. Exactly. That's why if you have the basic, basic plan, uh, which I appreciate that they still have that. It's still really affordable, but you can only stream on a single screen. Yep. And so the fact that the, the, the nicer plans allow streaming, you know, on two, four, whatever, you know, number of screens at the same time, I think they're taking that into account <laughs> <laughs> when they create these different plans. Yes. But I, I just want to say when something like this happens, when you see that in the news, when you see, when you get the email directly from your streaming provider or really from, from anybody who you have a regular recurring uh, subscription plan with. It, it should be cause for you to rethink. And, you know, you might be saying, it's just a dollar. You know, it's not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal, dude. <laughs> it's, and it's not. <laughs> but I think it's, it's, it is. And, it's, and for a lot of people, they might say, yeah, it's a dollar. I don't care. I'm, I'm still going to subscribe to Netflix. And that is a totally fine decision. But it is the perfect chance to just rethink what subscriptions you have. You might have forgotten. You might be paying a, a recurring subscription on a monthly basis, and you might be getting zero value from it. Mm-hmm. So reassess, like, where's your money going? What subscriptions are you currently signed up for? Are they moving the needle? You might realize, you know what? I've got Amazon Prime. I don't use it very much. I'm going to ditch that. I'm going to keep Netflix or mm-hmm. vice versa. Yeah. But let this be uh, at least that reminder that you should reconsider, that you shouldn't just keep doing what you're doing if those dollars that are flowing out every month aren't necessarily uh, doing the work that you want them to do. Yeah, if they're not bringing you value. Yeah. So I've got two things to add here. First of all, like you said, one or two dollars a month, not a huge deal for most folks, right? However, it can put us in the right frame of mind when it comes to other expenses that might be recurring that might have a larger impact on our money. And so I love that it can empower us to take on some of those changes that we actually truly do need to take on. So I like that. Uh, And something else that I hope this allows us to do, and I've got some stats for you because I looked this up, is consider watching less TV because back in 2019, all right, so these stats are a little bit old, but guess what the average Netflix subscriber, how many hours were they watching every single day back in 2019? Oh my gosh. I'm going to guess like two hours a day. Dude, that's like... That's amazing. It's perfectly I, on the money. It's I'm guessing too- since COVID, that has only gone up, even though we don't have those most, more recent numbers. I'm guessing it's like three and a half hours a so day. So in 2020, like that. they reported 3.2 hours wow. every single day. And when you do, do, do the math on that, that is 20% of our waking hours. Yeah every single day that folks are spending in front of the TV. So it's less about the money. It's more about the wasted time and hours that we're yes, spending. Yes, exactly. And, and the other thing is, too, I mean, you could also take this information and spin it the other way and say, okay, well, if 20% of my life is spent with this product, I am more than willing to pay a <laughs> dollar more a month. I'm getting lots of value. Exactly. Like, this is a heck of a deal for those folks. But what we're saying is that we want you to reconsider that altogether. Because uh, truly, I mean, it really does look like we're going in the direction of the humans and Wally that are floating around <laughs> on their like floating lazy boys basically with screens right in front of them yep. where we constantly have this entertainment. I think we really need to be careful with uh, how much time we are spending entertaining ourselves. Yep, that's I, all. I Little agree. PSA from How to Money. Amusing ourselves to death as. Uh, what, who, Neil Postman put it? Oh, I don't know them. Okay, yeah. Heck of a book. I'd suggest people read it if they want to kind of grapple with entertainment culture and how much they are exposing themselves. Sounds like something I'd be into. To it. Yeah, you, you would like that book. All right, uh, well, uh, Matt, let's get to our Friday flight. Let's get to the quick sampling of stories we found interesting this week and then how those stories impact your money, your your bottom line. And uh, first story this week that we want people to be aware of, and I'm sure most people are aware of this at this point, but any individual or family can now get at-home COVID tests for free. And the website to go get those is covidtest.gov. You get up to four tests per family 
for free. And so, yeah, these tests should start shipping in late January. It, it sure looks like we're going to be way less worried about COVID uh, by the time those those because I think the shipping uh, one they're not going to ship for a, a week, and then it's going to take seven to twelve days in the in the U.S. mail for them to get to our houses. So let's say it's two and a half weeks, and the COVID uh, numbers are falling off a cliff, which is a great thing. And that's basically assuming best case scenario that the USPS isn't going to run into any hiccups <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to. I mean, can you imagine? Like literally, the government is injecting uh, like I don't know millions and millions of new pieces of mail. In yeah. addition to tax season and everything, you know, just all the normal things that normally happen this time of year. That's right. Yeah. So but it's important to know that you can get those for free because I know that there's been a shortage and prices have been going up on those at-home tests. So covidtest.gov is the place to go get those. And so, Really, I, f- I feel like just the threat, the fact that people know that these are on the way, that they're in the pipeline, that the folks who have been price gouging and where we have seen prices you know, sky high, it's going to cause them to come <laughs> back down to earth. Rethink what they are going to be willing to sell their tests for. Yeah, exactly. And on top of that, if, if you have health insurance, your insurance company is now required to pay for COVID testing on your behalf. Insurance companies are they're kind of scrambling to get a system together for this. And you might need to file a claim for reimbursement of a COVID test that you purchase in-store or online. But but uh, yeah, that reimbursement is limited to a, to a certain number of tests per person on that insurance plan per month, and it's going to pay uh, $12 per test. I know some of those tests have been costing more, so you're not going to get reimbursed for the whole thing. But it's important to know that you know COVID testing is is now going to be pretty much free for for anybody who needs them. Yeah, and I checked out the the site too, the covidtest.gov, and the site actually works. Uh, I used it too. Worked yeah, great. Yeah, I, I think sometimes when it comes to government sites, we would expect like the treasury.gov uh, or treasurydirect.gov or, or whatever. <laughs> We've had so many listeners reach out and they're like, "You guys were totally right. That website is it's, complete junk," and it's true. Like it but, looks like a site. I mean, from 15 years ago, like it looks like something that you'd pull up in the Wayback Machine, uh, where you're going back in time and looking at a website that no longer exists, except for no, this site is uh, actually still functioning. I think of that every time we pay our quarterly taxes and <laughs> I'm terrible. appalled. It's terrible, man. Uh, let's talk about uh, investing, specifically investing towards your retirement. A new study uh, reveals that Roth 401k options uh, are now more widely available for employees. This is excellent news uh, because almost 9 in 10 employers now offer the Roth 401k option in addition to a traditional 401k. This is according to the Plan Sponsor Council of America. That option was available to less than about half of folks in workplace retirement accounts just 10 years ago. Uh, so this is uh, a really healthy uptick that we're seeing. But you know why is it that Roth options are so great? Well, because you get to pay taxes on the money you invest now, not later. And that sounds terrible. You're like, why <laughs> Would I pay taxes now? Are we trying to avoid taxes? <laughs> uh, but it's not actually a bad thing because it gives you the opportunity to grow those dollars tax-free and spend them tax-free also in retirement. So a good thing to do earlier in this new year is to contact uh, HR there at your company, talk to your benefits manager, and see if your employer offers that Roth option now, because that might be something that's available to you that they haven't even really made widely known. And if so, if you do have that as an option, you'll likely want to make the switch, especially if you are early in your career, uh, and maybe you foresee it being likely that you're going to earn a lot more in the future. Uh, If that's the case, then you want to switch to a Roth now. Yeah, I love seeing these accounts become more widely available. And I think most people should be taking advantage of that reality because when I was in the corporate world, sadly, I didn't get the Roth option until literally my last year there. And I would have been taking advantage of it the whole time. Plus, by then, you're making like 500 Gs. Uh, Uh, More than that. Yeah, a year. So (laughs) (laughs) you want to take that tax break now. Yeah. Well, let's keep talking about 401ks for just a second, Matt, because 
a lot of our listeners have probably never heard the term 401k leakage. And it kind of sounds a little gross. It's kind of like something that maybe we shouldn't talk about. But. Sounds like something that uh, that has to do with Elestra with potato <laughs> chips in the 90s. <laughs> but we th- 401k leakage. This is a term we all need to come to grips with because it's the subject of a new report from the Joint Committee on Taxation. And basically, it's when money you've been investing for your future leaks out earlier than it should because you've taken cash out. And it make, it's when an embarrassing mess for everybody. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's disgusting. I'll stop. <laughs> but, but yeah, if you've done a cash out where you're changing jobs, or if you failed to pay uh, repay a hardship loan that you took out, that leakage results in tax and penalties, which only compound the difficulties for a lot of folks who are opting to go that route. And some estimates say, Matt, that accounts that have experienced some of this leakage, where people have taken money out when they shouldn't have from their retirement account, on average, they have 25% less money at the age of 60 once they hit that those retirement years than they otherwise would have had. They're pulling money out a prematurely. Huge difference. Exactly. They're paying taxes, they're paying penalties, and uh, then they also don't have that money growing for their future. So seeing that report, to me, it was another good reminder that we should uh, encourage our listeners to, to think about those tax-advantaged accounts as untouchable, to, to not take any money, to not let that leakage occur. And especially when changing jobs, it's easier for people to be like, yeah, just just cash me out that money, send me a check. And that is the worst decision you can make. So Liquidate it. Yes. Don't do that. Uh, e-funds, that's where you should have your money yeah. that you're going to need to touch. Don't allow the thought to even cross your mind that you're going to pull money out of the 401k. Yeah, yeah. The, the emergency fund basically sits there. like It's like the offensive line on a football team, right? They are there to protect the quarterback because mm-hmm. if the quarterback gets taken down, well, that uh, prohibits your ability to score points. <laughs> <laughs> and so in this case, the emergency fund is the offensive line. Your retirement uh, investments are the quarterback and you want that quarterback to be able to do what he does best. Yeah, into old age like Tom Brady, right? <laughs> <laughs> for many, many years, for, <laughs> for many decades. All right. Well, a lot of folks want to make more money, right? Like who doesn't? Well, the best way that you can go about doing that is by getting a new job. We've been giving that advice here now for a long time on the show. But the reason <laughs> we keep giving this advice is because it's truly the best way to get a pay raise. New data from the financial services industry in London, they show that those who, uh, who change jobs, that they saw a 19% earnings bump. That's a significant raise in pay. Uh, other data shows that the average salary increase when changing jobs is just shy of 15%. And so, you know, this doesn't mean that you should quit a job that you absolutely love right away or, you know, tomorrow. Uh, but this is an important piece of information as you decide what it is that you want to pursue. Because, uh, you know, if you stay put, that might make the most sense for you uh, from like a lifestyle standpoint. And maybe it's the best thing for your family. But just know that if you do want to get paid more, if that is a priority for you, then the quickest way to do so is to start applying for other positions. Yeah. We've all seen the uptick in working from home as well. And I think as folks have the ability to quit a job and start a new job even more easily, this is a trend that we're going to continue to see uh, increase as well. Yeah. And I haven't talked about this a whole lot on the show. I think actually this week when we did my money origin story, I talked about my decision to work in radio and how part of it was based on the fact that you could wear whatever you wanted. You wear flip-flops and jeans and shorts and stuff like that, which is just a terrible reason. But it, you know, it resonated with me. I wanted <laughs> Culturally, I wanted to be able to wear what I wanted. But another part of that was uh, I was okay making less money and doing something I loved. And that was a trade-off that I had to make. Yeah. And and I think for some people, it's worth it. They say, you know what? I could jump ship and go get paid more, but it's not worth it. I love my job. I love my coworkers. The, it's located you know, right around the corner from where I live. Lifestyle-wise, it's perfect. And 
that you can't put a price tag on yeah. that. And so I think for some people, they should be taking advantage of this job market. They should go get paid more uh, because maybe they don't love their job or it doesn't afford them some of those lifestyle benefits. But for a lot of people, it does make sense uh, mm-hmm. to jump ship or to at least start shopping the market and seeing what's available. Exactly. Well, that's the thing. I, I think just kind of getting getting out there and testing the waters a little bit is a good way to see is it worth it? Because you said it's like, you know, there's certain things that can't be quantifiable. Like there's certain things that money can't buy until you're like, oh, wait a minute, a $40,000 pay bump. <laughs> I thought that this was a non-negotiable for me, but turns out I am in fact willing to drive 10 more minutes every day during my commute if this means a 50% increase in my pay. Because now I can get a jet ski and jet skis are happiness, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's, it's almost as if you were watching Loki last year <laughs> and you don't even know what I'm talking yep. about. <laughs> nope. I don't. Don't watch the superhero stuff. Well, and, and you know what we're talking about, we're saying that, that hey, goes beyond salary, right? There are these intangible things, but then there are other tangible parts of your salary, your benefits package that are important and they're worth considering too. Like and free snacks, free snacks is one of them. Very tangible. We were just talking about the four hundred one k, or and do you offer a Roth option? What's the match level yeah. on on the, on that package? And other financial incentives. Yes, and it turns out that many employers are are stepping up their game in that department right now. The Wall Street Journal actually reports that sixteen percent of mid and large size companies are planning to raise the percentage they contribute to their employees' retirement accounts in 2022. So let's say you were getting a 3% match last year. Well, your company might start offering a 5% match really, really soon. And that is kind of one of those things that employers need to do to retain top talent. Other employers are ditching a vesting period. So let's say you just got hired. They're saying, you know what? You don't have to wait two years before you can participate in the 401k and and, and getting the match. You can start doing that right away, which I think is, is awesome. And if you're hunting for a new job, that's something you want to you know, be on the lookout for. Just remember to do research into company benefits and 401k matches in particular uh, what you know what the the health insurance looks like and how much what what percentage is the company paying of your monthly premium like those those are important questions because it's not just the baseline salary that matters it's it's all those other things too that's right. We have to take a holistic view when it comes to uh, figuring out what we're willing to be compensated as we're looking at new jobs. Uh, Joel, we've got several other stories we're going to get to uh, right after the break, including we got that story about bikes. We're going to talk about some insurance rates as well as the best times to travel. We're going to get to all of that right after this. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So, if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. They are committed to high ethical standards and even had to pass a rigorous exam before they could become a CFP professional. They offer financial planning and services that take a more comprehensive view of your financial and personal circumstances and are customized for your needs. Certified financial planner professionals can offer advice on a wide range of issues like reviewing your investment portfolio's allocation, handling an inheritance, rolling over a company retirement plan, building education savings, and so much more. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Kachava is the all-in-one superfood shake made up of high-quality plant-based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics, and in other words, everything your body craves to feel your best. This is where Kachava really earns their 52,000-plus five-star reviews. 
It tastes amazing. It's creamy and smooth with just water, and it comes in five delicious flavors. You can choose from chocolate, vanilla, chai, matcha, and coconut acai. Cachava is offering How to Money listeners 10% off for a limited time. I've been using Cachava in breakfast smoothies in the morning recently. It's just so nice to pack in a bunch of nutrients early in the a.m. in a way that's satisfying and energizing. So if you want to optimize your breakfast, your workout shake, be sure to check out Cachava. Just go to Cachava dot com slash how to money that's spelled k-a-c-h-a-v-a and get 10 percent off your first order that's k-a-c-h-a-v-a dot com slash how to money i'm guessing that a lot of listeners are starting to solidify their summer travel plans we always like to get the families together matt for a week yeah, at the we beach do. every single summer we've already got that trip to saint simon's on the calendar pumped for that but sometimes those vacations get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? That's right. Why let it sit empty when it could be earning extra income? It's the financially smart thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you've got some extra space in your home, or maybe you have an entire house to host, or maybe you're just going on vacation and your home is sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you have two options. You can let it just sit there empty, or you do some optimizing and make some money off it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And now a word from the show sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment is the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal, rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line, and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words, your money is breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. All right, we are back. And of course, on every Friday flight, we like to share a ludicrous headline of the week. And this one comes from Vice, and it's titled, Mechanics Ask Walmart and Major Bike Manufacturers to Stop Making and Selling Built to fail bikes. Built to fail sounds like... like Too big to fail? Like a gag prank bike. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, it does. It's, It's like literally something that is set up for you to break not too long after you put it together. And... Matt, there were a lot of folks who hadn't ridden their bike in years. They found themselves on two wheels during the pandemic. Yeah, we talked yeah. a lot about bikes. Bike sales uh, were soaring. In 2020. <laughs> E-bike sales also soaring. And I know that I saw a lot of our neighbors on bikes that I'd never seen on bikes before. It I was, didn't know you knew how to bike. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, and they're like, well, it's like riding a bike. You, you, you remember. <laughs> um, like, oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. And so it was just, it was fun. Like it became kind of this uh, more community activity, families biking together, yeah. uh, which was great. This is certainly one of the silver linings of the pandemic, but not every bike is created equal. And this article from Vice, it detailed the trouble that bike mechanics are having because people are riding these junky, super cheapo bikes that are just experiencing a ridiculous amount of issues like mere hours after being put together. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the mechanics in the article said that these quote unquote budget bikes are built to fail. It's it's not just mechanics are, who are annoyed, though. It's the people who buy these bikes because pretty quickly they've dropped 
80 100 150 dollars on a bike that no longer works or that has somehow broken or failed and yeah if you're a consumer's gotta cough up the money to replace it that stinks so matt and i we like saving money but you're not saving money if you opt for the cheapest bike in the store and i think this article really drove home the the reality that some manufacturers are making bikes that are not worth buying like they're so cheap that they're awful and you should avoid them completely yeah you'd be better off having not gotten that bike to begin with using Um, your two feet (laughs) instead instead of getting on two wheels like your two feet work really well that bike not so much you know and like along those lines like riding a cheap bike is a terrible experience as well because if you know you opt for something that's lighter maybe something that has better components you're you know, much more likely to enjoy riding that bike, which means you'll ride it more often. That's what we want to see. And so in this case, don't cheap out. We want you to be frugal, but don't be cheap. And that means you're going to have to do some research. And specifically, we'll point you in the right direction. Bikes Direct is one of our favorite sites for finding a good bike, a good solid bike that doesn't cost an arm and a leg. Uh, And you can also, you know, you can still find great used bikes on Craigslist or Facebook. If you're not sure, you know, the particular brands to look out for, ask a friend who is a little bit more into bikes. I don't know how many people uh, have sent me links where they're like, hey, I'm thinking about buying buying this bike. Is this a good brand or does this look like a good model? Mm -hmm. And uh, I've always been able to provide some feedback. Uh, But sometimes that's the best way to afford a bike, uh, getting a used bike that isn't, you know, one that's brand new, but also bottom of the barrel quality wise. And so not only is buying a super cheap bike bad for your wallet, not only is it a a bad experience, but sometimes getting a super cheap bike is just downright dangerous. Our local bike shop, they even posted, I think it was last year, how there are certain brands that they are no longer willing to work on because they got a series of bikes in by certain manufacturers and they're made so poorly. And they posted pictures of the welds that weren't complete and just design errors not because the user, not because the person put it together incorrectly, but it was just manufactured that poorly that they refused to work on it because they didn't want to be held liable for when this person, you know, when the bike literally failed, when the brakes don't work and they crash into something. Yeah. It makes me think of Chinese scooters and how you can buy a Chinese made scooter for five or $600. You mean like the scooters, like a little moped? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like something that'll go 30, 35 miles an hour, but any CC, scooter shop. 49 cc's or less. Right, right. right exactly. Then you don't, but no here, license. Exactly. But which makes it cheaper, which makes it exciting for someone who's like wanting a cheap mode of transportation. That's when you got their ride. <laughs> <laughs> but the problem is, and every scooter shop owner I've talked to says, do not buy these. Like yeah. they will break down almost immediately. And I'm not going to work on them. I'm not going to fix them because they're made with such poor quality parts. And yeah. so you gotta you, watch out. you're going to want to spend three times that much to buy a scooter that is actually going to last you longer and is going to be repairable. Similar with bikes where you're going to need to spend more money up front, but it's going to last a whole lot longer. It's going to be a joy to ride. And so don't cheap out buying one of these built to fail bikes. All right, Matt, let's talk about insurance for a second. Okay. And uh, when was the last time? Well, we talked recently about you and upping your deductible and yeah, a few months ago, how that saved you a lot of money. Generally speaking though, insurance, not the, the sexiest thing to talk about. No, right? no, it's not. Not really going to grab people's attention, but, <laughs> <laughs> but here's the deal. It is actually more important now than it even usually is. And, and that's because we're, man, we've been talking about just prices going up on every single thing in this world, it feels like, mm-hmm. but insurance rates are rising faster than the rate of inflation. The Washington Post just reported this week. And so, yeah, I mean, when you think back to last year, you saw all those headlines about the rising prices of lumber. And that's part of the reason for the increase, right? Just the components in home building and home repair, the the prices of those things have gone up. Building costs on the rise, which means insurance costs are on the rise 
too. And as car prices have skyrocketed, the same is true for car insurance rates. And so the sad reality is that most people don't really pay attention to what they're paying, even though it's a really expensive line item in their budget. And we just want to remind people, put this in front of them, shopping for your insurance, shopping around can save you a bundle. Yeah. And so we want you to be abnormal in this case and to actually pay some attention to how much you're paying. Because in an environment where prices are rising quickly, the likelihood that you're going to be able to save a good bit of money goes up quite a bit. Uh, This is one of those instances where loyalty is a great characteristic for humans to have. It's a great uh, characteristic for your, you know, when it comes to your friends, but not in this case, not when it comes to insurance. Because if you don't shop around, that loyalty will only net you higher costs every single month. And then while you're at it, you know, it's important to ask about any discounts that you're eligible for, whether that's through bundling or even just setting a higher deductible, like you just mentioned, Joel, uh, or even, you know, self-insuring with your savings. There are some instances where, you know, by law it's required, certain types of insurance are required, but there are certain instances where when you have enough money on hand, you no longer need to have that insurance. That's right. Or you can at least have less of it. Exactly. And so, yeah, like you said, Joel, this is an instance where we want to encourage folks to fight inflation. At the beginning of the episode, we're talking about Netflix. And I bet there are a lot more folks who are paying attention to their Netflix bill because it's something that feels a little more tangible. But in reality, their insurance rates might be going up 10 times what they're paying extra every single month uh, on Netflix compared to their homeowner's insurance. That's right. Yeah. They're just like putting the emphasis in the wrong place because that $1 a month isn't that that big of a deal in in reality. But how much your, your insurance costs are rising and failing then to shop around for a better rate with another solidly rated insurance company is is going to cost you a heck of a lot more. That's right. All right. Well, let's talk about travel for a second, Matt. Uh, the, there was an interesting article this week about the changing nature of travel. And we, we all know, obviously, the pandemic has, has just completely changed the way travel looks and how we travel when it comes to finding a deal on flights, finding a place to stay. Airbnb, the CEO, mentioned that, that uh, they're experiencing a lot more month-long bookings and seasonal stays instead mm-hmm. of just the quick weekend trip or something like that. And that has made it somewhat harder to find a place to stay for you know, a week-long vacationer in the summer. And it's changing pricing dynamics too. So for example, like the advice that you and I would have always given is shoulder season is a great time to travel where you could reliably book a trip that costs less. But that's not quite the case anymore. There's this uh, 2020 survey from booking.com. It found that 58% of travelers are more likely to book uh, travel during off-peak seasons now. And then last year, 7 in 10 are willing to travel at non-peak times. So (laughs) some of that advice, that traditional advice that off-peak is the best time to go, it no longer actually holds. And so (laughs) the prices that you're seeing on Airbnb, on Verbo, hotel websites, they're all kind of reflecting this new normal where there isn't as large of a discrepancy between yeah peak times of travel and then off-peak for for lots of destinations. Exactly. Yeah, the Times, they actually had a great article as well about this. And their travel writers said that the the new off-peak is now weekdays. And so, yeah, maybe a Monday through Thursday trip (laughs) might be in order for you. Uh, Although, obviously, that's going to be really difficult for families who have kids in school. Even still, lots of other folks can take advantage of this trend in order to save quite a bit on that next trip. And as always, to save the most money that you possibly can, it's crucial to be flexible, not only with your dates, but also your destination. And so if you can shop multiple different locations and then just go, you know, wherever the deal is, you are going to spend much less money overall. Let that deal drive your itinerary, not the other way around. I'm already thinking about this when it comes to my anniversary 
anniversary. Kate and I were looking to celebrate 15 years this fall. And luckily, she is of the same mindset that I am. We're not necessarily the type of folks who are like, okay, we've got to get to Maui (laughs) (laughs) this fall. Fingers crossed. Hopefully we will, (laughs) because that would be awesome. We've never been to Hawaii before, Uh, but we are very flexible. And honestly, by the time I'm like 75... I'm going to have gone to pretty much all the places I want to go anyway, right? And some, so, some deal will pop up in the next 40 years to Maui. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just need to make sure that I am willing to not go in a particular order. Like maybe instead of going to Maui this year, it'll be six years from now yep. or maybe 11 years from now. I'm fine with that if that means I get the best deal possible. Exactly. Yep. And then you just get to travel to more destinations, hopefully, if you're paying less for every trip. Heck yeah. All right. Let's talk about mortgage rates for a second, Matt. Travel's more fun, but... Yeah. Transition. Well, I like how we sandwiched it because we're talking about insurance. Then we talked about travel, which is uh, <laughs> a little more exciting. Now back to mortgage rates. Yes, yes. Well, you, you and I, we've been predicting this for a while and I've kind of felt stupid because it kind of hadn't happened. <laughs> like we were like, mortgage rates are going to go up. It's going to happen, guys. Yeah. I promise it's going to happen. And people were like, sure they are, Matt. And then and rates Joel, drop like, a little bit. We're just like, son of a. <laughs> <laughs> are we idiots? Come on. But, but no, it is finally starting to come true. And there's this awesome website that, that I like to read when it comes to, to mortgage stuff. It's called The Basis Point. And they report that mortgage rates are up almost half a point just since the start of the new year, like just in three weeks. Rates were in the range of 2.8% in August of last year, and and they're now closer to 3.5%. So the question is, uh, for a lot of people, what does this mean for housing prices? Are are housing prices going to chill out because rates are going up? Well, that remains to be seen. There's this new survey from Redfin, and it found that as rates are rising, people are actually more likely to move more quickly to buy a home. So there's definitely still FOMO in the real estate game, and we're still just not seeing as many homes on the market. So there are just all these other factors at play when it comes to real estate prices, and that's hard to predict. But the one thing we can tell you for sure is that rates have gone up and seem like they're going to continue to be rising for the foreseeable future. That's right. And the thing is, if you you were sitting on your hands waiting for rates to go even lower, that's not going to happen at this point. (laughs) Uh, That being said, rates are still near historic lows. When you zoom out and you look at the overall chart, we are still near these historic lows. And so as we're about to enter peak home buying season, don't let these rising rates cause you to panic buy. You know, even though rates have ticked up a little bit, there are still so many different things that you need to consider when it comes to your personal finances, when it comes to your money, your situation, there's a lot to consider. Don't only look at the rising rates. And even though, you know, rates are ticking up a little bit, plenty of folks can still refinance and save money. Uh, But waiting longer is likely not going to be a great strategy. We've got a great article up on the website on how you can refinance and save the most money possible. We'll make sure to link to that one in our show notes. But chances are we're only going to continue to see these rates rise over time. And so if you if this was already in the cards for you, if you were already planning to either purchase a home or refinance, now is the time. That's right. Don't make a a, a rash decision because of rising rates, but you know, it, it should be taken into account whether you're a current homeowner or looking to buy a home. Don't let it rush your decision, but rising rates do impact affordability. That's right. All right, Matt, that's going to do it for this episode. For folks who do want those show notes, links to some of the articles that we mentioned today on the show, they can go to our website at howtomoney.com. That's right. We hope everyone has a great weekend. We'll see you back here on Monday. We've got a listener questions episode lined up for you. And until then, Joel, best friends out. Best friends out.
Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're really choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.